Let me read you some horror stories sent to us by our listeners. Apparitions of my grandfather by Rebecca. My grandpa died right before I was born and he couldn't wait until I was born, he died three days before. Way back when my mom had a roommate, she was at work one day and her roommate Julie was on the couch watching TV. She heard noises in my mom's bathroom and thought my mom was home so Julie yelled across the house at my mom to stop making such a racket and it stopped. An hour later, Julie fell asleep on the couch and after an hour of sleep she woke up to the noises in the bathroom. She ignored it and started watching TV again. She saw something funny on and called for my mom but she wouldn't answer so she got mad. Five minutes later my mom walked through the door and Julie started yelling at her. She said, Kim, why were you making such a racket in your bathroom? And why wouldn't you answer me when I called you? My mom said she had been at work all day. Julie got really scared and told my mom what happened. My mom didn't know so they shook it off. It was my grandpa, I am sure. I have seen him. Yesterday, I was home alone, in the kitchen, singing at the top of my lungs to a song on Disney Channel and I looked at my bedroom door and I saw him. My grandpa a grey, blackish figure, I was freaked and I immediately called my friend Courtney. I told her what happened and all she said was, wow, but I forgot about it. Every time Courtney is at my house he comes out and we would both see him and say, MP. It's a code word for, I see a ghost. Do you guys think he's trying to tell me something? I miss him even though I never knew him. Moving with Shadows by Terry It all started when I was very little. I moved around a lot ever since I was a baby. When my family moved to Saudi Arabia, the nightmare started. It started when I sneaked into my sister's room while she was having her slumber party. She was telling ghost stories and joking around. She told so many I can barely list them all. A few days later, I started feeling breezes in my room. Then a dark shadow would appear in the corner of my eye. Every time I looked to see what it was, nothing ever seemed to be wrong. But deep down I knew something was there. Watching me. So we moved from house to house. Now we lived on this island and we had a beautiful house. In my room alone, I hadn't felt that cool breeze in a long time and I had forgotten it until that one night. I felt this breeze in my back, it sent shivers right through me and then there it was, the dark figure that appeared in the corner of my eye. I decided to pay no attention to it. Then the age came where I was still young but was allowed to stay at home alone. I was watching T.V calmly when the T.V switched off. I got scared easily and didn't try to turn it back on. Out of nowhere came a whisper that clearly was calling out my name. In a slow but crackling voice. I ran through the entire house but nothing was there. Again I decided to ignore it. I still even now, after when we moved again, hear that voice and see that shadow. I scares me a little more every time. It's been going like that for 10 years and I just can't explain it. People that I know think I'm crazy, 
well at least the few I have had the courage to talk to, until now, I have kept silent. Though I still don't know what has been following me around for so long. Gun Alley by Kyle Gun Alley Home to one of the most famous people in the N.T., who sadly died not long ago. He owned a business there, Gun Alley Gold Mining. It was very successfully, until he died. His wife claims she can feel him, his presence in the business, but I did not believe her at all. So, I decided to investigate. Down the old dirt track to the old rickety house you might say, like out of a horror movie. The house outside had gold panning trough, water, a stand with axes and saws and all and a few lemon trees. I pushed open the door with the loud creeping sound echoing in the house. His wife come up and greeted me and said, I'm heading down to shops to pick up few groceries, and I'll bet I see you running in. Well, five minutes. I laughed and went in and sat down to watch the TV. A couple of minutes went past and I heard my stomach grumbling so I decided to get something to eat from the kitchen. I walked around the wall and it was dark, not pitch black, just dark. The only light was from the windows. I went to the fridge to get a loaf of bread out and I felt someone rubbing their hands on my back, I got up hitting my head on the fridge to turn around and see no one. Hello. I called out, anyone here? No one answered so I continued to search for my ideal lunch I was meaning to have. When I finished with the kitchen, I went back to the lounge room to find that everything was rearranged. The seats weren't where they were before and the TV was turned to a different channel. I was starting to get creeped out so I sat down and watched the TV. I heard footsteps, loud footsteps, coming here. I shot up and to find that I fell down head first because the chair I was sitting on was floating in midair. At this stage I was ready to run out when all the doors were locked automatically, I went for the windows but they were locked, but I took no chance, I smashed one window and climbed out with massive scratch marks all down my side, and a journey I would never forget. Two Ghosts in My Room by Laura This is really weird for me to tell, as everything happened so fast. All this is true, and it means a lot to me that I think I should share it with people. When I first moved into this house I was fully aware the last owners were an old couple who lived here and both died. I have the master bedroom and I see her walking in my room a lot. She tries to talk, but we just can't do it. I have a feeling her husband has made it into heaven and is sleeping peacefully, as I've never seen anything to do with him. I've seen the old woman, I can see her in the shadows of my TV screen on my wall. She stands there and she waves to me. I didn't see her for a while after I redecorated her bedroom, now I think she stays downstairs in the living room, no one can walk in it between 3 to 4 am in the morning. If you didn't know, that's the time spirits come out and God cannot do anything about it. I don't quite know how this is true but I've been told. Also, yesterday, my boyfriend died. I'm certain he tried to contact me in my dreams last night. He was telling me things he didn't manage to say to me when he was still alive. I think he was trying to say goodbye 
to me, and, I love you. Luckily, I love you, was the last thing he ever said to me, which was over the phone, so it meant quite a lot as I didn't see him a lot. I've noticed today, as I've been sitting in my room, I can feel him there, I know he is, I just can't see him. I feel someone rest their hand over mine as it's on the mouse on my computer. My hair is being played with, things are moving, my bed is creasing. Things are moving in my room, but only specific things, the stuff that had something to do with him. The stuff we messed about with, drawings, everything to do with him, which is why this is so odd. I wish I could contact him, just to say goodbye. I'm sorry I never really made the perfect girlfriend, but I wish I could say it. I need to tell him. So like I said, it's rather weird, but that's how things are going here at the moment. I currently have two ghosts in my room. One of which shares my bed with me at night. I just wish he knew how much I loved him. I know it's not much, and it sounds like crap as it's from a 15-year-old girl, but that's my first story to tell. P.S. If anyone knows of any spiritualist churches in Nottingham slash Derbyshire please contact me, telling me how to get there. Thank you. Grandfather's Ghost Saved the Day by Peter This is the first time I've actually sat down and written about the experiences that I've had, and I tend to ramble on so I apologize in advance. I'll start off by saying that I am a believer in spirits, and have been since I was quite young despite my parents trying to get me not to as a child. My first experience that I can remember, was when I was about seven years old. I was in the backyard, playing on the swing set, my sister and brother were somewhere else, my mom was in the house. I'm happily swinging away, when I heard a very stern almost harsh sounding older woman call my name. I looked up, and continued to swing when I heard it again, this time, the voice almost sounded mad. I jumped off the swing and went inside to see if mom had called me. She looked at me like I was nuts, said everything was fine, and to go play again. But I wouldn't go back into the backyard, and wouldn't let my younger siblings back there either. About an hour later, my neighbor, a man, called my parents and told them that there was a copperhead snake slithering around the swing set and settled under the shed, which was right behind the swing set. Dad called the exterminator, and when he looked, he gasped and said there was a whole nest of eggs. Mom then asked me why I had come and asking why she called my name sounding so harsh an hour before. I told her I didn't think it was her because the voice sounded older, like a grandmother. She then said, well looks like you have an angel watching over you. After that happened, I seemed to always have very vibrant realistic dreams, and heard this lady's voice any time it seemed danger was near. Fast forward about 12 years, when I was 19. I lived in an older house with a roommate. The house belonged to her grandmother who was in a nursing home due to advanced Alzheimer. The room I had was her grandmother's old room. When I moved in I noticed an extreme peace in the room. About a month later, my roommate and I were talking and I found out that her grandfather had pasted away in that room, and actually in that bed I was using. It kind of freaked me out a little, but the peacefulness of the room calmed my fears. About another month went by, when I started having really weird dreams again, but nothing that I could put my finger on. 
One night I went to bed, kind of late, and fell asleep rather quickly. I had a very realistic dream that night. I went fishing, never fish, with my little sister. She had fallen into the water, and took in a lot of water. I had her rush to the ER, where the doctor said to keep an eye on her as she may develop an infection in her lungs and to call 911 if anything was to happen to her. After we got home from the hospital, my sister began to have breathing problems. And then I woke up, wide awake, an oddity for me. As soon as I woke up, I had paged my boyfriend, back in the day of pagers, and began to wonder if anything had happened to my sister. I was about to call and make sure everything was okay when I had heard sirens. I thought for sure I had called 911 in my sleep, as a child I would act out my dreams, I paged my boyfriend again. As the sirens got closer and closer, I tried to think of a logical explanation for the police. I looked out my window to see my street filled with police cars, fire trucks, and an ambulance. Filled with fear, I watched the EMTs walk up to my next-door neighbor's house. I was confused, I watched for an hour, and then saw them bring my neighbor out on a stretcher. I worked for the police department, and was the one that actually filed away all of the 9-11 reports, so I pulled it up. The report stated that an unknown woman called at 2.53 about her neighbor that needed medical attention right away, gave the address and hung up. I went and talked to the neighbor's wife and asked what had happened. She was at a family's member house that night when someone had called and said that he needed help. He had had a heart attack and fallen and couldn't call himself. Once he was released from the hospital I asked him if everything was okay. He smiled at me and said thank you. I asked him what he meant. He said that when he fell he called out for help, his old neighbor, my roommate's grandfather, came to him and said you will be okay, and I'll get you help. He said he watched his old friend walk from his house to my room, it faced his living room, and next thing he knew help was on its way. Now I don't know if I had just picked up on something or if he knew that I was more perceptive to things happening, and would act out on a dream. If that was the case, then why would the dream be about my sister, who is totally fine, nothing wrong at all with her? unless he knew that would be the most effective way to get through to me. Either way, my old neighbor lived for many more years, and thanked me almost every day for saving his life. That is just one of my stories, I'll try and get the others together for a later date. The Abandoned Mine in the Mendenhall Valley by Travis most of the paranormal encounters I've shared have occurred in my home. This one, however, took place miles from my home and only I was the witness. I live in the Mendenhall Valley in Juneau, and the high school I attend is downtown, so it's quite a ride just to get to school and back. Sometimes, my family and I go for a car trip and just drive around downtown out of sheer boredom. On this occasion, it was my parents' anniversary and my dad wanted to show my mom this neat trail he'd noticed while at work. We all got in the car, me, my brother, and our parents, and drove downtown. The trail leads up one of the mountainsides and the hike, if you go all the way, takes about a day. We decided to just walk up the trail to the old entrance to one of the mines that are scattered around here. All of these mines are closed down and have been for decades. Because of this, 
they are dusty and dark and just plain creepy. Anyway, once we got to the old mine, outside, there was this little exhibit that showed some of the old tools used in the mines. My parents and brother were checking that out while I wandered around aimlessly, I seemed to have a short attention span. I started kicking this rock around and it happened to land inside the mine. I followed it, and then I realized where I was. There was this rusted gate that had the sign, closed, do not enter, and stuff like that. About ten feet or so past the gate was this really big pile of rocks that sealed off the rest of the shaft. I'd assumed that this was one of the many mines that had caved in. It was mid-afternoon, so when I started to get a chill, I noticed almost right away. The underground wind shifted direction and, instead of blowing towards me, it started to pull me closer to the gate. Inside, I could suddenly see four or five men dressed in these dirty white shirts and jeans with suspenders. They all had a pick on their shoulder and they stopped walking as they seemed to notice me watching them. They had no eyes, just these black, empty holes, and I couldn't move. I was suddenly overcome with this feeling of absolute despair and fear. Simultaneously, the men stretched out their free hands and pointed their fingers at me, almost as if they were accusing me of something. Next thing I knew, my mom had a hold of me and was shaking me and yelling, Tiffany, Tiffany, what's wrong? What happened? I realized that I was out of the covered entrance to the mine and I wasn't feeling quite so despairing. I answered my mom with, I'm fine, or something to that effect. Apparently, while I was watching the men, my parents and brother had started to hike back down to the car. My mom noticed that I wasn't with them and went back to find me. Once she got back to the mine entrance, she heard me making this horrible noise. She told me that she ran and grabbed me, saying that I was deathly white and staring at something that wasn't there and saying over and over, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. She pulled me away from the mine and then I was fine. I didn't even remember anything past seeing the men pointing at me, and I told her what I saw, but she didn't see the men and thought that I just had an episode or something. I forgot about it and didn't really think much of it. This happened in the middle of the day, around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and we were nowhere near the river or our house. The more I thought about what I'd seen, the more I realized that those men must have died when the mine caved in. Why they accused me of it, I don't know. But I haven't gone there since. At least, not that far up the trail. The lower half is used as an outside run for gym class, and whenever I go on that trail, the spot behind my right ear starts to hurt and it gets worse and worse until I almost can't stand it. Anyone have any insight into why I might be feeling that? Any input would be welcome. The Disappearing Hand by Shane For those of you who have followed my stories, some of you will recall the one of the haunted home. For those who haven't, you can find it under the Ohio section of this site or by checking my profile. But to bring everyone up to speed let us just suffice it to say the house was haunted by some very restless spirits. One day when I was a teenager, my neighbor approached me and asked if I would like to earn some money by helping him clean up his basement. Now, I remind you I knew all about this house from first-hand experience, but the lure of money was just too great and nothing ever happened there during the day, 
so I agreed. We began by removing a lot of junk that he had accumulated over the years, and then he wanted to start removing the dirt from under the house so that the crawl space would be bigger. Well, as I was the smallest, I was elected to do the job. I worked for the better part of an hour digging away from under this house and just before I was to take a break, I uncovered something, a hand, it appeared to be the petrified hand of a baby holding a rattle. Now believe me at first I didn't know what to make of it, but being a little skeptical and not really being able to see all that well, I thought that maybe it was a doll's hand. I put it in my pocket and finished clearing out the area I was working on. When I came out of the hole, a friend of mine was there and I told him about my find. Needless to say, he didn't believe me, so I took it out of my pocket and tossed it to him, he took one look at it and said, that ain't funny man, and tossed it back to me like it was on fire. I looked at it a little closer and it really did appear to be the severed hand of an infant, cut off just above the wrist. So I decided to toss it back to him and get him to take a closer look and see if he came up with the same conclusion. Well he decided he did not want to touch it again and he let it drop to the ground in front of him. We both saw where it had landed and not wanting to lose this find, I went to pick it up. I got to where it should have been and it was gone. We searched the entire area around where it had landed and even some areas where it couldn't have possibly gone, but it was nowhere to be found. To this day my friend doesn't like to be reminded of that incident and he makes a wide path around that house. Now some of you may say this story is made up or that it really was a doll's hand, but you were not there and my friend and I both know what we saw and what happened afterwards, plus we knew the history of the house. Haunted House Bile Schaffer I would like to share a few stories of things that has happened to me. I don't know if we just move into the wrong houses or if some people are just more receptive to unearthly phenomenons. My mom and I lived in this cute little house. Nothing happened at first until a couple of months later. We were sitting in the kitchen having tea with my aunt and my cousin, when all of a sudden we hear this lady crying in the basement. We all looked at each other and we knew nobody was downstairs because we were all upstairs. We knew it wasn't a radio or T.V because there wasn't any downstairs. My mom suggested we peek down the stairs but as we came closer the crying got louder. So we decided to just listen upstairs. It continued for a few minutes then just stopped. I only heard this one time, I don't know if my mom heard it again. I was sitting in a chair watching T.V in the same house when I felt like someone was watching me. You know that feeling of chills down your back. That's what happened. I turned to look behind me and I could see this red kind of see-through hand coming at me like it was going to grab me. It was kind of late in the night and I was up by myself. I immediately jumped up turned off the T.V and hopped into bed with my mom. Here's another story that happened in another house, about three years ago. This was an old two-stories house that belonged to this old couple that both died. I don't know if they died in this house. Me and my friend were painting a piece of furniture downstairs. Just her and I were there, when all of a sudden the washer door just slams down twice. We both looked at each other and walked up the stairs slowly. 
She then told me that she was just sitting on the washer a few minutes ago and that the washer door was closed. There is only one bedroom on the main floor in this house and it happened to be my room. Sometimes we could see little orbs of light in there. That bedroom was right beside the living room and one night, while I was watching T.V by myself, I could hear someone breathing hard, sort of snoring. I turned down the T.V and listened, sure enough, it sounded like someone was sleeping in the room when there was nobody in there. We used to hear someone walking around upstairs too. I'm not the only one that heard these things, my husband and children used to hear these things too. Even my teenage daughter never wanted to be alone in that house. To this day, they still mention the old haunted house. The house is now empty but the guy who lives beside it says he hears things like slamming doors coming from the house occasionally. I don't believe that these spirits were out to harm anybody, maybe it was the old couple just living there with us. This is the last story. Just before we lived in the old house, we lived in a trailer where we experienced a few freaky things. A few people, including me, used to see shadows in the shape of a person walking around in the trailer. This one night, everybody was in bed, except me and my husband. We decided to go to bed so we turned off all the lights and went to bed. About 10 minutes go by and we are just falling asleep and the lamp in the living room turns on. We knew it wasn't any of us because the kids were sleeping and we were both in bed. Maybe it was the land we were living on because my husband's brother used to have a trailer about 2 meters from where our trailer was. The freaky thing is both of our trailers burnt down. His burnt quite a few years before our trailer burnt. We told his brother what we experienced and he said that they used to hear and see things too. A Christian Perspective on Demons by Tom It did not write this material to make anyone feel indifferent or uncomfortable if you do not believe in the same beliefs I have on demons. Furthermore, I tried to offer resources that are available and where I got some of my information I just wanted to offer this to help anyone and I am hoping it does. I have been in some bad place and I just hope I can help anyone. Also, sorry my comment is on the long side. Moreover, some of the things that I have written contradict with my Christian of today over the last two years I came a long way and I have been truly born again. I hope that I will not scare anyone's point of view on born again Christians because we get a bad rap sometimes and please do not look down on me or judge me because of the role that I am trying to pursue in being a pastor because of some of my past actions. Again I am just trying and hoping. If you are going to judge my character some of the message may be lost. I honest hope this just helps someone in need and I am not worried that it may reflect on my character the less honest people are with each other the more room the devil has to operate. Most of this material that I wrote is are statements of opinion. My background. Hi all, this is quite an interesting story, and I think that I owe it to God and others for me to comment on the story. Let me first say that I am a religious man and try to live my life the most godly way I can. I am currently a non-domination Christian, and I am studying to be a pastor. I believe in demons and spirits, this is a Pentecostal, a type of Christianity, type of belief. I recently became a Christian over the last two years before that I was a non-practicing Catholic and basically an atheist, 
someone who does not believe in God. Further, I never thought that I would be studying to be a pastor I am 25 years old, and I basically have a bachelor's degree in business law and an associate's in business administration. I had all intentions of being a businessman for the rest of my life, but God had different plans for me altogether. Now let me tell you why I had to comment on this story, and I hope that God can guide my fingers. My story, basically no sleep for six months why? I became a Christian basically out of necessity. It all started similarly to this story for me. I had trouble sleeping, to say the least. I was not engaging in sexual activities in my dreams and or being forced to engage in sexual activities with demons I just was not sleeping at all. Basically, I could not sleep for a period of about six months, mine knew that I was pretty much a sound sleeper for all my life until this point. At this point in my life I was living in complete sin, I was with a girl at the time who was the devil in disguise, and this happened during our relationship while I was sleeping next to her in bed most of the time, we were not married, she was previously engaged and had a kid by another man, and I was there something that I am not proud of to this day, but we are all sinner until we met Jesus Christ. But back to the story, I could not sleep at all and it felt like every time that I would lay down at night I would be wired. So like any other person would do I watched TV in bed and tried to read and do things to make me relax me to put me to sleep. Okay, I thought to myself during the beginning states of my insomnia, that was not working, reading and watching TV to try and make me fall asleep, it is probably just a fluke I'll be cool. Then, one month went by, and I was still not sleeping. The only thing that gave me comfort was watching TBN, Trinity Broadcasting Network, and I was not even religious at the time. So I would flip and flip channels and hope that I would fall asleep. Then, not sleeping two months. Now it became three months and I was growing weaker and weaker by the day I remember that I did not want to do anything at all but sleep and I started to tell some people that I was having trouble sleeping my mom, my girlfriend Joan at the time, who I thank God every day that I am away from now, that is a whole other story. I started talking to my brother and anyone else as often that I could gain support, my girlfriend was no support I believe that my girlfriend was the devil, extremely demon-possessed to some degree, which I will touch on later in paragraph labeled demon-possessed people I've encountered, so now I started to drink heavily to try and put myself out, make myself fall asleep, I would drink to the point of blackout. When your body just shuts down from consuming too much alcohol, it's like a body safety feature and I still could not sleep. Sometimes I would sleep of about a half hour or something, and then I would be back up like I was on speed or something like that, I was not consuming any drugs at the time besides alcohol which is a depressant not a speed, stimulant I never was much of a drug user and to this day I do not use any drugs not just because I am a Christian and I believe that it is a sin or consume alcohol as well. The half-hours naps would sometimes somewhat sober me up so then I would drink more, blackout, again, and not fall back to sleep. I remember the first night that I kind of slept for the night, about four to six hours I think closer to four much closer, I drank one slash two a bottle of vodka and swallowed six, Benadil, I asked the pharmacist, an acquaintance of mine at the time, where I worked what, over-the-counter, drug had the strongest sleeping agent, and he said, Benadil. I was so happy that I actually fell asleep that night. I tied it again the next night and nothing I could not sleep again. 
Sleep, finally. A miracle. Thank you, Jesus. Newfound faith, a new life, being truly born again, and a new purpose. Anyway it took me three more months, for a grand total of six months, to start regularly sleeping again. The only way that I started sleeping again was through my Lord and now personal Savior Jesus Christ. It was truly a miracle, all things are possible through Christ who strengths me as it is stated in Philippians in the Bible, I slowly started to pray and Jesus put me to sleep even without alcohol or Benadyl, he was the best tranquilizer ever invented. I would go to bed still with Joan, the devil, and I would sleep for the first time since we started going out. I started to sleep every night again regularly, basically by praying, please Jesus put me to sleep please. God please put me out, to sleep, and I would say it over and over again, and at this time in knew pretty much nothing about demons, even that, now I believe that I was sharing my bed with one. But this long-time sinner of New York City started to become a Christian through the back door, or should I say through the mattress. And my life started to change, and I stopped going to college for business because I was too tired to go to school or do homework, during my six-month, insomnia, although I never failed out, I started to have my sleeping problems around spring break of my junior year in business college, but somehow I still got all B's and C's and 1F's in statistics class that semester. I, simply, went on summer break and never went back because I was not sleeping and I ended up working full-time delivering pizzas. During the time I was delivering pizza I started to grow in faith little by little and God taught me more and more and sent me messengers and saw God perform many miracles for me and hoped that God would fix the wrong things in my life put me back in school and have a future again and he did that too just not in the business world like I expected and along the way God sent me some messengers along the way when I needed them the most. Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way. Mark 1 2 New American Standard Version, also, I believe that God has plans for people and that He controls all events in people's lives to either draw them closer to Him or farther form Him. When I first learned of demons and who or what they are. Two of the most important messengers that pertain to this story that God sent for me was Mr. Harold, the man who truly introduced me to demons, and Gabriel, the man who taught me how to rebuke demons. Between the two of them they taught me that demons existed, that they can jump in and out of people, how to rebuke and the importance of rebuking them, and demons are all of the devil and they operate as all the different faces of the same devil. Mr. Harold was the first person to teach me about demons, I did not truly know of demons until I met this man and he told me about them. He was a man that would come into the pizza shop that I worked at, and he and I got very friendly talking about religious things because I had became a Christian by this time and he was one too. Secondly, a more important messenger at God sent was Gabriel, a Haitian man. I met this man by chance, the way at the Lord often works, I recently got my car taken, and I could not longer deliver pizza that is what I was doing for a living when times got bad for me. And what man can deliver pizzas with no car, please tell me that but I was so blessed in the matter that my boss was letting me drive his minivan, he also sold me two cars for cheap when I needed them to keep delivering, thank you Jesus, anyway I had to take the bus home one night after delivering, and I met an interesting Haitian man waiting for a bus at a busy terminal in the city. I overheard some girl in distress because she could not find her bus because the bus pickup locations had recently been changed by the transportation authority, 
In seeing this I got up and showed her pointing to the bus locator map where her bus was. Then, an African American man saw this and said to me, why did you help that girl? Please continue sending us your horror stories. Check our email in the description box.